Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You are here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. And today we're going to be talking about a brand new subject that I'm super excited about. Yeah, so I did go to college for like a whole ass degree that like I don't use. But I am very passionate about fashion and the fashion industry and overall like the practices of consumption, trends, style, everything. But today we're touching on fashion. We're not going to do style just yet. We'll save that one for another time. Yeah. But, yeah. And then I also have a degree in economics. So maybe this <laughs> will be like interesting. And of course, we're always going to have hot takes. So... Do we want to do a little update first? Yeah. Okay, so I went camping this weekend, and oh my god, did I need it. Like, I used to go camping a lot growing up, and then I stopped because I went to Wazoo, and there's, like, nowhere to fucking camp out there. It's the boonies. So I went to Lopez Island. Beautiful, beautiful. St. Juan's Island are the best ever. I used to go there in high school, and I went kind of, like, to the same spot with, with like, a few friends. Very mellow, much needed, except like it came down to nighttime and it like we went to bed and I would like started lucid dreaming and then I had sleep paralysis. And That's then the I but like in my sleep paralysis, I could hear something outside. So like half woken up, I could hear there was like something going on outside. Right. And I'm like, fuck, like my friend Chan, he's in a hammock. He's a goner. He's just. He, he's not gonna be saved and I sat there and then I couldn't move and then I like in my dream I like saw these two people like pop up on the front of the tent and I, I was not well I came out of it and there was still noise so there was definitely an animal out there that's um, so scary yeah but it's just part of going to the woods I should have been better about putting stuff away we went to sleep pretty late so I forgot that there was some chocolate out I hope the animal is well <laughs> I think, yeah, well, let's hope, right? Yeah, yeah. We hope that they're still with us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What'd you do? So it was my father's 68th birthday, wow. which is so crazy. But it's really weird because I feel like I'm starting to look more and more like my dad. Mm. Like, I, you know, the old age filter on TikTok? Yeah. I use it. And I was like, oh, like, damn, I just look like my dad and my Ooh, brother yeah. and old. And it's like, do I look like a 70, you know, a 70 year old black no, man? Girl, like, you don't. I feel like I do. I was like, bro, <laughs> these wrinkles are not cool. But no, it was actually really fun. And I, um, I'm getting old enough where like I don't just get to show up like right. I have to like do things mm -hmm. which is a little weird because I'm like wait I have a responsibility in this event yeah and then I'm like yeah well you are almost 30 so like pitching in a little bit seems fair that yeah dude now I don't get to go to family dinners and it's like can someone get my get mine get mine wait, you know? wait are we splitting this oh oh I'm Pete what are you saying <laughs> Interesting, interesting. I guess I did want this dinner, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Well, let's get into the episode. So I think a big thing for me that I've been noticing is fast fashion. Like, obviously, we have the designers brands and those are all right. Honestly, I don't fuck with that many of them. They're racist. They don't necessarily say anything about it, which I'm not a big fan of. But my tip to pick today is with fast fashion. I've just been like noticing a lot of like people doing like holes of like from Shein, from other places. And although like I get it, that's cool because you can get you can 
you see what clothing looks like like on an actual person not like on a faraway website from a, an obscure photo mm-hmm. and the price the price is pretty low and i do understand that people have all sorts of income and sometimes you can't afford a new article of clothing from you know a made in america or made within this continent but specifically i think like when it comes down to Shein and all the other places that are the same quality or i'm talking about like pretty yeah. little things misguided asos like all those are made in factories like in china in bangladesh and all of those things are like very much same quality the only thing that you're paying in Shein, you're paying like factory like price mm-hmm. rather than like that the markup yeah but Shein's still making money so you have to they like are. you have to do some math and you're mm-hmm. like okay if i'm getting a shirt for two dollars and sixty cents who's making this shirt yeah what are, what's their lifestyle like because how much do they get paid to make this shirt because Shein's not running at a loss so they're no. they're creating things mm-hmm. shipping things internationally and are still turning a profit like you just have mm-hmm. to like ask these questions and i mean Shein's getting smart i i've seen their prices recently and i'm like oh they're starting to up these prices because they're starting to get some brand recognition which is really scary honestly um yeah it, you won't wear that many clothes honestly and if you need that many clothes then you're not really working on your own like self-style because you can pair up things so differently to make it look like a whole new look you don't need that much shit yeah you're gonna end up either throwing it away because after three wears it's gonna be like disgusting because the quality is pretty bad you know like there's just like a lot yeah mm-hmm. the yeah and it's um so fast fashion it's so there's a lot of levels to it right. but it also like creates like trends are so quick now mm-hmm. and like the from and the thing about Shein that they're really notorious for is that they're really notorious from stealing from small businesses. Yeah. They'll literally carbon copy something and then sell it to you for super cheap, which I just think is not cool. Um, yeah. But what this also creates is just like people are buying more and more clothing, and I'm just like, capitalism has got our brains, dude. You know, right? And it's not just Shein. Like, uh, here's a little info on how trends are made. Right. Somebody at a company is a trend researcher, and they'll. Go Go and look at your Instagram and they'll look at like the site guys, which means the spirit of the times. So if she'll find like, oh, people are wearing prints. Okay, which prints mm-hmm. are they wearing? And then they'll go and they'll find and they'll go on Pinterest and everything on Etsy is on Pinterest. Like all those pictures mm-hmm. from small businesses. So it's like if they fit those patterns, those designs that people are starting to catch on to, they'll just go ahead and take that and mm-hmm. then ask a, a factory in China to make it. But then those factory in China don't necessarily have regulations where they can and just they can choose to produce the products and sell them independently yeah. at a way lower rate. But it's the same thing with the companies that are still stealing these designs from smaller brands. So it's very interesting. And I feel like I guess personally, like I've found a lot better experience with thrifting mm. than but I know that not everyone has thrift stores. So like I know right. there's like a lot of levels to this. And like, of course, some people shop at Shein because they don't have affordable thrift stores mm-hmm. in their area. Right. And I've also heard of people saying that like it's really hard to find plus size clothing yeah. that's cute. So it's like kind of like it solves a problem. But there's also people that are just over consuming, you know, Absolutely. and I think it's like kind of different. Yeah. And that really goes into like conscious consumption. And it's like 
think about how many how much clothing you're getting the quality where is it coming from who are you supporting like who your money is going to there's no shame on like supporting factory workers in china but if they're if they're not working in like good conditions and if they're not actually getting paid a living wage then what are you really like supporting and i feel like it's lack of education of knowing like where your shit comes from there's a really good documentary called the true cost and mm-hmm. i'm it used to be on netflix not sure i, I will it look still it up. Is. yeah it's a really good documentary it talks about a lot of aspects about the fashion industry and what it costs to make your clothes. Another thing that I don't think people realize is denim. Like it takes 18,000 gallons of water to produce like a pair of jeans. And that goes into like growing cotton. And then like the wash of your jeans, like your dark wash or your acid wash, all of that, like it's water running through it and running through it and running through it. So I think like the biggest thing for me with jeans, I don't necessarily ever buy new jeans. I usually go to a thrift store. Yeah. Unless you're like buying jeans from Forever 21, a good pair of jeans will last you for years if you're like not wearing them every single day. I personally like, I probably have like the least trendy closet of like anyone I know. (laughs) And I don't really care because the thing is, is that dude, black jeans, black skinny jeans, that's never, that's always going to like be a vibe. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think people used to make fun of me in um, college because they're like, oh, here's Ella in her black bodysuit, black booties and black pants. I was like, bitch, I still like be pulling men with this outfit. And (laughs) And they've seen me in this specific outfit a million times. That's just a choice I've made because it's like so much easier to buy something one fucking time and then be able to wear it for a really long time. And so sometimes I invest in pieces just that are like super, you know, good quality or whatever, just because I know that the type of, you know, fashionista that I am, I'll wear them. Like, I literally have had to buy more clothes recently because things aren't fitting anymore. And I'm like, well, I, I did buy this when I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> I've had I, the I, luxury. I've hold on to this. Yeah, I've lived had, a good life. <laughs> I've had the luxury of not growing so that much. So it's like, I'm like, damn, I don't want to give this to Goodwill. And then I was like, you have had this for legitimately 10 years. I've been having that problem. I hoard like fabric because I feel bad about throwing it away Mm -hmm. and it's like scraps i'm like i can use this bitch you can't use this you know (laughs) so right now i'm having that issue like i'm moving and i'm like what the fuck will i do with all this fabric so i will be donating some i will be trying to make some quick projects but it's hard it's definitely because you don't really think about like what what it's like necessarily like doing to the universe to the world like a lot of textiles don't decompose like Mm-hmm. mostly um let's see i would say like leggings those bitches are never going to like suddenly become like little fibers yeah and there's a lot of companies that are doing like efforts in order to like recycle and upcycle that i think are really cool some worth mentioning and these can be like our plugs of the week as Love well it. um patagonia if you're gonna do some outdoor stuff they recycle a shit ton of stuff when you recycle polyester it is kind of an issue because it's plastic and when you wash plastic yeah there's little fibers that essentially end up in the ocean and they kill fish mm-hmm. so you got to think about it but there, it's you all, know the thing is is there's no conscious consumption under capitalism mm-hmm. so there's always going to be someone that's kind of getting the short end of the stick it might be nature it might be yeah employees and the one thing i was gonna say is i think people are like oh my god it's 
like people are clearing out all the good stuff at thrift stores, right? Right, because it's become like trendy where you go look for like old stuff since the 2000s are coming back or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like that definitely is true. I've definitely like seen a change in what's available at thrift stores, but I still want to say Goodwill and Value Village, what they cannot sell, they bundle up and send it to literally like developing nations and just give it out or it ends up in a landfill. Like those are the two yeah. ways that they they don't Oh, they also make shop rags, but still. I'm just saying like people who are like oh like there's nothing ever good at thrift stores just know they're literally throwing away We're dumping our garbage into other countries yeah <laughs> i know and i think like with the thrift store thing I, this goes into gentrification and it has been like a big topic just go like test it out get a p- article of clothing branch out make some style we'll follow mm-hmm. this up with a style episode where you can just like learn to pair shit up differently and then i also wanted to mention Way stainiel so this company is really cool they essentially make all of their clothing with scraps nothing goes to waste and there is a really cool video that they made so i will post it and then there's also ruby moon swimwear swimwear and they're they're created from using like fishnets and plastic bottles which they take from the ocean and then by turning polluting waste into their garments they reduce their carbon footprint by 42 percent they also believe I think it's called like cycle economics where like you can turn in your old swimwear and they'll recycle it. I love that. Uh, I also wanted to say that sometimes the price of an item doesn't mean that it's necessarily made more sustainably or Mm -hmm. more ethically. And I know a lot of companies like Greenwash or Mm -hmm. do this thing where they're like, oh, this is sustainably made. And then you look into it and you're like, oh, you literally just put this on your website. Yeah. I saw this happen a little bit with like these like TikTok drop shippers where they'll like be drop shipping items, which basically means they don't actually produce the items. They just anyways. And you go on their website and they're like, this is made sustainably in da da da. And then you're like, you'll this is e- a lie. This yeah. is fabricated. You know, yeah. you'll like email the company and be like, hey, so like, are you certified? Right. Do you have any information about the warehouses you work with? And they're like, just know that we do it just know it's sustainable and it's like you haven't gone there so how do you actually know because it's actually really hard to know if a brand is if a factory that is advertising them as like sustainable and ethical actually is until you go to that country so i do know some cool companies that have that do have like that pay workers in developing nations like living wages you know Mm. what i'm saying when you compare to the cost of living to that country to america and unfortunately it takes a lot more money to make things like sustainably and ethically so usually some items can be a little higher in price or not as yeah. accessible and I think that's something that if we were to really shift in culture fashion industries would have to find a way to make their items better quality and also ethically and think about how we can run that cost because the technology it's there is just not being used because people don't necessarily care or yes. look into it I know that Nike switching over to like ethically you can basically find what where your article of clothing or shoe or whatever was made and then mm-hmm. it goes over like the factory conditions i thought that, like that was really cool go nike kind of not really sometimes I yeah but that's, i mean seeing big companies make these kinds of moves is really promising mm. because before this was like barely ever talked about yeah i agree switching gears a little bit i wanted to talk a little bit about multicultural neoliberalism but that's a really big word so you're like what the fuck does that mean bernice so i'll give you an example this basically let's 
talk about when Kendall Jenner solved racial issues with Pepsi, right? right. So that commercial, um, it's using a cost to essentially make money. So right now we're seeing it a lot. It's Pride Month. Happy Pride, everybody. Woo-hoo! But companies are releasing a lot of stuff just with rainbows, with whatever. But there's not really a lot of stuff behind it other than making money off of yes. it. They're not supporting the LGBTQ plus community or they're in giving, any way. Or they're like saying, or they'll put statements like profits go to LGBTQ. Right. But what that actually means is that they're giving them 2.5% and they're mm-hmm. able to make that claim. Absolutely. So they're still banking their buck out of all of these excuses that are also issues. I mean, this happens with everything. This happens with like mm-hmm. with Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter, Matter, with literally anything. If a company is turning a dollar based on a social movement, like red flags, red flags. And I know that certain companies, like I know Target released a collection, but it was made like by a black queer designer. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking to buy your new little rainbow flex, and mostly if you're a straight person and you want to be an ally, you maybe want to look into who is it that you're actually supporting? Because yes. wearing a rainbow doesn't mean that you're doing anything other than wearing a rainbow and saying that you stand for something. And that will make us go into how to be a good ally during pride month so i think that during pride month it's like we just talked about it's like a time that really gets commodified Mm -hmm. which you know what you want to show that you're a part of the lgbtq community or an ally which i totally love and get but i would say like just take the extra five minutes to find someone within that community who's running a small business that has the same quality of products and just because it's a small business it's not always more expensive that's right like i definitely think that there's small businesses kind of get a bad rap like oh it'll never be as cheap as walmart yeah it might not be as cheap as walmart but it might be comparable and you are supporting a way better cause and right. company than a mega corporation who's in it for the dollar dollar bill and your money's straightly going to that person so yeah that's a big one it's like direct monetary efforts and i know yes. that we all have different incomes and sometimes you can't support like by just necessarily being like hey you're black you're queer you're trans here's $150 because that's what I feel like I can contribute. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. But it, like there are other things that you can do if you're not able to donate directly. I would say educate yourself. Obviously, that's like a big one in any issues. There's tons of books out there. There's a yes, lot of a materials. Lot of there's a lot of YouTube videos. There's a And it's not the burden of the people in those communities to educate you. So yes, I know it's Pride Month, but like don't run to your nearest gay friend and be like, I need to know everything because I'm going to be a good ally. That's that's not being a good ally. <laughs> I also think that there's people who literally make, well, there's people who have said like, I'm an advocate for this community. I'm an author. Mm-hmm. So those are the type of people that you should be asking these questions. And if they have some sort of like forum, um, I know a lot of these people have social media and they like getting questions on there. Not everyone does. <laughs> and like, don't ask an ignorant, ignorant question. But I'm just saying like, go out of your way of finding someone who uh, defines themselves as an educator. I would say educator educating yourself within the difference of sexuality, gender, sex, and physical and emotional attraction. It's called the gender unicorn. You can essentially look it up on Google. And essentially it talks about that all these things are individual things like sexuality that refers to like, I am attracted to women as a woman, lesbian, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm attracted to men. That's sexuality. Gender is a social construct. So that's man, woman, non-binary. Sex is what you're assigned at birth, female, male, inner 
intersex. And then physical is who you're physically attracted to. And this is different from emotional attraction because you can be physically attracted to someone or you can be asexual. Correct. And then emotionally, you can be attracted to whoever. And I think there's more like sub groups to that like that's a very that's a very very very, like bare top uh just because and you know this is something that i would say like kind of freaks me out within myself is sometimes like defining these things is a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. so like don't go up to your friend like what's your sexual orientation like tell me who you like to fuck like that's too much (laughs) like you can just find information on that without like forcing someone into an uncomfortable situation and i think people will let you know like i think this year i've been reflecting a lot about my sexuality and i see a lot of privilege in that and i think like during pride month i really reflect on like the people the pioneer the black queers that actually pave the way for people to be able to question their sexuality in a safe space because i feel like obviously it's not the safest space but i feel comfortable exploring my sexuality you know and that's that's from a lot of work yeah and i think it's um and that's what kind of like i think a lot of people get confused about like what pride month is you know like mm-hmm. what's pride month and like why isn't there like a straight pride month and it's just like you have to know <laughs> that so many people have had to put themselves in danger to express themselves in these ways mm-hmm. and that should be celebrated because that those people are really like heroes in a way that i really admire because being non-conforming to society in any way is not easy and especially within this community like the amount of violence yeah and lack of understanding i think is what really gets me and even if you want to be the best ally i think a good way of being an ally is literally to shut the fuck up and listen like this is not your time to shine i think this came up like you know that taylor swift video yeah and it was cool because there was a lot of representation but she was also like in there and like her clothing was like i don't know it just like kind of rubbed me the wrong way and i was like why does this rub me me the wrong way because it's great that she's doing that but she's still putting herself in there right yeah and it's like well why couldn't you just have a video without you in it because you're not really part of this I actually think that's a really fair point and a fair criticism of like I don't even know if I want to get into this right now but like (laughs) everyone's been a little bit upset at uh, Billie Eilish lately because of queer baiting because it is now becoming more socially acceptable to be a very certain group of the LGBT community you know what I'm saying Um, and so it being commodified and people like being like oh yeah like playing into it if they're not a part of that community is problematic and sometimes people are like you guys like like you need to shut the fuck up and leave Billy alone and I'm just kind of like no but if you're not a part of that community you don't get to get a say on what's offensive what's problematic what hurts that community because it's like this really leads to violence against other groups of people but she has the privilege to earn money out of it because she made money off of that and at the end of the day that is capitalism like she is making money off hinting something that's not there and especially like within pride month like bitch you know what you're doing yeah your pr manager knows what he's doing everybody in your fucking team knows what they're doing so yeah i think this would be my my tips obviously i'm not a perfect person and i think there's a lot of growth to do as a society but learning how to be a good ally is good work um so also like honorable mention to Juneteenth, which is basically is the celebration of the emancipation of black people or slaves. Uh, But the reality of the situation is that it didn't equal freedom in the way that we, I think, commonly think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of like there's people who I mean, obviously, if you're a slave and you don't know how to read, you don't know that you're free and no one was Mm -hmm. coming and being like, hey, white people, like you need to let these people go. Like that wasn't the effort that was made in America. So there was people continuing the practice. And then it kind of goes over into what happens after 
Juneteenth is we see like black people essentially getting arrested for nothing. That's when loitering started. And loitering is just like literally being outside yeah. is considered loitering. And then they threw a bunch of African-Americans in jail. And then guess what? We have the prison industrial. They criminalized yeah. blackness. Yes, they criminalized blackness. So a really good resource is 13. So 13 is a really good one. That one's like kind of fucking sad. But, it's a documentary um, on Netflix about. The, but it's really, yeah. really good if you're interested in it. What's it about, Ella? It's just basically about how I think a lot of people underestimate like how vile the prison industrial Mm -hmm. system is and how purposeful it is and how purposeful it has been through its entire existence in trying to incarcerate black people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just talks about that. And then it also just talks about like the reality of the situation now and how it leads to honestly african-americans still being imprisoned and incarcerated at ridiculous rates that aren't equal to their white counterparts regardless of socioeconomic background and education and stuff like that so people love to say like oh well you know it's because black people are this and it's like well no because the same group of white people are incarcerated less yes 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 that is a very good documentary i think and and another way to still see these practices manifest today we have like voter suppression Mm -hmm. that's still going on like the supreme court is now deciding to get involved maybe maybe not because they're targeting communities of color yes so yeah. <laughs> not the lightest topic but i thought i would think about it just because you know i had a we had like a juneteenth party at my <laughs> uncle's will we reflect yeah where you yeah. just reflect and sit and it's like it's crazy because my some context my dad was very much alive during jim crow which was mm-hmm. like the legal separation of white people and black people in schools in parks in buses everything and so like i think sometimes young people might think it's so far away but it's like i actually know three people actually four black people who lived through it yeah and it's my dad like that's that's crazy it it, it wasn't that long ago no it like, wasn't people at forget, all people forget <laughs> this was right around the corner yeah literally all right baby yeah so today was a shorter episode but i liked it good information for it. yes absolutely if you want to find out about more about any of these things we'll post some resources definitely please enjoy pride month yeah i i really use this month to like it's so inspiring like seeing mm-hmm. the efforts of communities over time and yeah <laughs> plugs of the week plugs of the week so the two documentaries we mentioned today were the true cost and 13 which are both on netflix to the best of our knowledge and then we talked also about some fashion companies that are doing sustainable practices one of them is patagonia zero waste daniel and ruby moon swimwear patagonia is outdoor clothing zero waste daniel does more streetwear and then ruby moon is swimwear and then if you're looking for good, if you're looking for charities that you can donate to, if you have the ability to, obviously, I know that anything helps. The My favorite one for Pride Month is going to be the Trevor Project. They basically provide services to LGBT teen youths because they are more likely to be um, homeless and experience food insecurity and stuff like that. So that's a really good cause and it has like a really good rating on from my research. And a local Seattle one we have already mentioned is the Sylvia Rivera Law Project that uh, funds legal representation for people in LGBTQIA plus communities, especially trans people. Those are the plugs of the week. Okie dokie. So just want to say thank you so much for listening. Every time like I get like a cute little like, oh, I listened to the episode. It just warms my little heart because, you know, I may, you know, 
we make this every week, hoping people listen. And when people listen, it just warms my heart. But ways that you can help our podcast is by rating the podcast, recommending to a friend, to a friend, and subscribing to our Instagram, which is at thanks the number four your concern. And then my personal Instagram is at Bernice IDSM. And I'm at LOL Tutor. I'm so happy that Mercury retrograde is over. I hope everybody is doing okay. <laughs> we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.